All right, so we are in the final countdown. We're going through tiers three through one. These are the big guys, the top, the top guys. Uh, we got some hot takes here, some that are definitely different than the industry standard here. So you're not going to want to miss out what I have to say and, and Joe's surprise and uh, and disdain for my picks. Hut, hut, hike! But going up with tier three, we got number eight. We got Ramondre Stevenson. Stevenson had a really good season last year. Not only was he involved in the running game, but he was heavily involved in the receiving game. I want to say he was top three in targets, and I think that is the combination you want. You want the dual threat running back that's involved in the running and the receiving game. My concerns with him in the past was just Bill Belichick and his Belichick games when it comes to the running back committee and all of a sudden a running back being, you know, coming out of nowhere and, and stealing the show. I have comfort that not only did they try to sign James Robinson, they already cut him. So that's a positive for, for Ramondre Stevenson. Not that he was probably going to be involved anyways, but the second piece was they didn't draft a running back in the NFL draft for the first time. And I don't even know in a long time. So now if Dalvin Cook obviously goes there, then obviously this completely changes everything. But, you know, we saw Pierre Strong last year, and he really didn't – he wasn't impressive. Uh, so I think at the end of the day, this is Ramondre Stevenson's backfield. So I like his upside. Again, I think he was one of the top – he was one of the top running backs last year, and I think he has the potential to do that again this year and he's still got, I want to say, two years remaining on his contract. So, again, that's what I like to see. You've got most likely, unless Belichick plays games, you've got two years of a commitment to Ramondre Stevenson as the running back with a huge workload. So I really like the opportunity for Ramondre Stevenson. And number seven, this is not going to go over well, um, but I've got Brees Hall. I am not as I don't understand why so many are wanting to crown Brees Hall in the top three. He or he's usually either the one or two. We I get his youth, but people get so infatuated with youth. Here's the problem: at the end of the day, I don't even think it's youth. I think it's a running back getting a second contract. Like, I don't, we rarely see a running back get a second contract and still be productive. They have to be like purely elite type of running backs. Do I think Brees Hall is good? Maybe great? Yeah, I do. Do I think he's elite? No, I don't. And I can't see why anyone would say he is. He was very disappointing. He then had one or two games where he really flashed. I want to say it was against your Denver Broncos, Joe. And then he got in, and then he got injured towards ACL, right? He's still recovering from the ACL. I don't see him being the Brees Hall that people expected this like they were last year. I, I think it's going to take him a while to be ready. So that means this year is thrown out. So then you're talking about two years after that. And what I don't like about it, what I'm seeing with the Jets is they drafted Michael Carter. They still have Michael Carter around. Doesn't seem like they like him that much, but he's still around. Then they use Zonovan Knight, really like Zonovan Knight. And who knows what his involvement is. Then they draft Israel Abacanda. 
I don't know why they drafted Israel McCann. It didn't really make a lot of sense to me. I don't think he's going to be that used as special teams. Maybe he will be a special teams player, but that didn't make a lot of sense to me. And now there's rumblings that the Jets are one of the more popular places for Dalvin Cook, which is heavily, heavily rumored. So if Brees Hall is such a good running back, why are there so many competing? Like, this is too many mouths to feed. So to me, it's like, is he really going to get the volume that we're expecting out of this offense? Is he going to get the targets and the opportunities? I question it. And I question as to how committed they are to him. So to me, at the end of the day, I am definitely against the grain. I'm against the, as the fancy counselor would say, the cheapness about, or whatever he says. Uh, yeah, I, I am not, I am not, I'm going to, I'm going to go down with the ship if it's wrong, but I'm sticking to it. Then number six, I got Jameer Gibbs. I really like Jameer. I, oh, here's the thing. I've grown. I've, I thought he was a little overrated, honestly, as a prospect. Um, I had some concerns we've talked about before. He's on the border of that five, nine, which in his size, and that concerns me. I know you think that's a bunch of hogwash, but that's my opinion. So then he gets drafted by the Lions, but the Lions really like him, and I really like how committed they are to him. I think they have a specific game plan for him, and they're going to use him a lot, and that means a lot to me. So to me, his commitment's huge. He was a first-round running back, which is not common. So you're talking about him being with the team for five years because they're most likely going to pick up that fifth-year option unless he falls off. That's that's really promising. You're talking about a running back that you I mean you saw the reaction in that draft. They were going bananas when they selected him. So they are going to use him heavily. They're going to have him for five years. So to me, the commitment, the opportunities, he's very dynamic. I mean, his breakaway speed. He's an amazing receiving you know back. So I think I I really I've grown on Gibbs immensely. Then my last pick, and this is going to be also a, a hot take here, but number five, I've got Najee Harris. I don't understand why so many people are against Najee Harris, including you, Joe, because here's the thing. He was the, in his rookie year, he was a, he was the third running, he was ranked third in PPR. With the then, statue. Yeah, with the statue of Big Ben. I got that, okay? <laughs> but then in year two, even with his injuries, even with the bad offensive line, he was running back 14 in PPR. So he was already on the verge of being a running back one, even in that horrible season that he would last year. He's got three years left with the Steelers. So, And I fully expect the Steelers to accept his fifth-year option. So to me, he's guaranteed a workload. Don't listen to the nonsense about Jalen Warren getting involved. He's not going to be involved. That was a, just a, you know, they, it was just people were not liking what's happening with Najee Harris, so they got panicked and they were talking about, you know, Jalen Warren. That's not going to happen. So he's got three more years of the Steelers with the fifth-year option. So to me, he's got that workload on lockdown. That offense runs through Najee Harris, and you've got him for a three-year commitment. I know he's a little bit older, and that's what people are going to say. Oh, well, he's older. He's older than Brees Hall. How could I have him higher? Because running backs don't get a second contract. Most of them don't, unless they're elite, like a Christian McCaffrey or like a Saquon Barkley. 
These guys are not elite type of running backs. It was very unique. McCaffrey and Barkley are a very unique style of running back. So to me, you're talking about will they get a second contract. So I'm saying I'd rather have Najee Harris for three years than Brees Hall for two years. I'll take that every day of the week because he's gonna get the he's gonna get the commitment as far as the workload, and he's gonna be used mightily in that offense. And and they've committed to him. They're not having random running backs coming in to try to steal the show. So, Joe, what are your thoughts on my tier three? I, your tier three, this is where things get out of whack. I don't know what you're doing over here. Uh, you know, I don't like Ramondre Stevenson at number eight. Um, you know, nothing against him as a player. I think he's talented, but it, I just don't trust the Patriots and Bill Pelichek. He's always got something up his sleeve. You know, there's already rumblings that, um, you know, the guy that's like a third on their depth chart, you know, they like as a possible receiving option. People are saying, watch out for him to be a sleeper. So I, I just don't trust him, and I don't know if he's going to get the full workload. Um, You know, like I said, nothing against his talent. Just Patriots running backs, I tend to just not trust and, you know, stay away from him. Then – Brees Hall, I mean, this these are dynasty running back rankings. And you got a guy that's 22 years old. I know he's coming off of the ACL, but he showed how explosive he can be and what a playmaker can be. And I, Did he I can't... Two games. Two games. Okay, but he got hurt. <laughs> I mean... Um, You're talking like we saw a season where we saw two games. I know, but I, I mean... You just see that it's there, though, and I think it's only going to get better. I mean, that was with a crappy quarterback. Now they bring in Aaron Rodgers, and this Jets offense to be dramatically better. Um, I don't know. I just and the fact that he's you know he's 22 years old, he's still young, he's got you know plenty of years under his belt before he kind of hits that drop off age at running back. Um, and you know, you bring up Delvin Cook and the Jets. It's like, well, they have Aaron Rodgers. How would they not try to go all in and bring in a guy like Delvin Cook? But Delvin Cook's not that explosive player anymore, so I don't know how much of a threat he would actually be to Brees Hall because he's still that, you know, showed he can be dynamic, and that's where he's going to bring the value for you anyways. And, you know, you got Najee Harris at five. I just – I'm not a big Najee guy. Um, I think – I actually believe in the Jalen Warren hype and that he could cut into the workload. I don't see why you're disregarding that. Um, and – because Jalen Warren was actually the more explosive player for them. With the behind that same offensive line that you're saying wasn't good, and why Najee Harris didn't have a good year, and you and I'm really concerned about his volume. You mentioned his first two years. Well, that was with Big Ben Roethlisberger, a guy that just couldn't move and was just dumping it down and giving him that volume in the receiving game, which is now going away with Kenny Pickett. You know, we've seen that, and Jalen Warren is kind of becoming that you know, third down receiving threat. So I think he does play a bigger part than you're making it out to be, which makes me like Najee Harris even less. No, I, I think Najee Harris is, is he's got a, he's got that volume on lockdown. But he's not, I mean, he's not an explosive player though. I mean, he's averaging like 3.9 yards a, I don't a care. carry. I don't care. If he gets 20 plus carries a game, I'll take that all day instead of ETN giving me like eight. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, that's where I, I don't know. Like, I'd be going for the the ceiling just because you get volume doesn't mean anything. He could get 20, I mean, 22 carries. He's right that, you know, for 80 some yards. 
Um, and then at that point, you're hoping he gets in the end zone or gets a few catches, which, you know, Kenny Pickett has shown that not really to involve the running backs there in the passing game either. So, But you have to I'm, look at the identity of the Steelers. The identity of the Steelers has, has always been ground and pound with a tough defense. They're not going to change their identity. Pickett's not going to throw it 30, 40 times a game. Pickett's going to be – they're going to be conservative with Pickett. They're going to make sure that Najee Harris they, – they're going to play the clock. They're not going to score 40 points a game. They're going to let their defense, stout defense, stop at the other team, and they're going to try to drain the clock and, and move the ball, and, and Najee's going to get that volume. You have to look at the identity of the team. And to me, the, Najee and the Steelers, the identity just just clicks. Yeah, well, see, I mean, I don't disagree with you with the identity, but at the end of the day, that doesn't mean anything. But I don't understand this point. You really think the Steelers are going to give him a second contract? They didn't even do that with Le'Veon Bell. And they're I don't not, think it's – They're not going to give him a second guarantee contract. guarantee that they're going to take his fifth-year option either. Because, no, I mean, we, I'm not sure if that's a slam dunk. Fifth-year options can be very expensive. And teams, especially the Steelers, they don't like to spend money – on running backs. That's why they continually just draft these first round running backs or these young running backs. Um, you know, they, they aren't active in free agency or bringing anyone in. So, you know, we already saw the Raiders last year. Didn't do that with Josh Jacobs. I don't think it's a guarantee they take his fifth year option. And he's already an older back. Like you keep mentioning, but even, even Joe, even if they don't, they'll franchise him, which is essentially the fifth year option. Anyways, you start with Jacobs and, and and Barkley wasn't in that situation, but you saw it with Jacobs. Same thing's going to happen. Or Najee will sign a team-friendly deal and they'll keep him because Najee's not going to have a market and he'll stay there. I, I To me, the team's commitment behind him paired with the identity of that offense, I, I just – it's recency bias. People are looking at last year. If it, we're talking, if you looked at dynasty rankings before the season, before the the 2022 season, people were were all high on Najee Harris. They had him tier one, tier two. Oh, Najee Harris is great. Look what he did in his rookie year. And just because what happened last year, what you attribute to it was his offensive line was garbage. Kenny Pickett was in his rookie year, and he was injured. So if you look at all those things, and he still finished 14th in PPR. In standard, he was 12. So he was still on the verge of RB1. I just don't understand why so many people are against Najee Harris. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, Jalen Warren averaged 4.9 yards a carry last year behind that same offensive line. I I don't think I I think he could definitely eat into Najee Harris. I don't see why you're neglecting it. I mean, get out of there with that nonsense. Mike Tomlin definitely likes him. I just no. <laughs> they, it doesn't matter. Jalen will be using a change of pace guy. Maybe he'll get a you know you know a couple carries here and there. But the lion's share of the snap percentage is going to be him. Jalen Warren is not going to be there for pass protection. It's going to be Najee Harris. He, he Jalen Warren's going to be used. As a change of pace, very little. But as far as if you compare across running backs across the league, his volume is at the upper echelon. We're talking like in the high, high percentage compared to other people. It's volume is king. Yeah. I mean, it is rushing volume for sure. He's, his receiving volume is not going to be there because, like I said, Ben Roethlisberger is not there to feed it to him. 
via the passing game <laughs> like all right year. all right we're, we're we're at a stalemate here so we're moving on to tier two at Let's number four at number four we've got saquon barkley you know i was concerned about saquon barkley but this is again recency bias right now people are all in on saquon barkley because of what happened but i think to me that what changes for me i think he's probably one of them one, he is one of the most talented running backs we've seen in the last five, ten years. I mean, he is. He, the, I mean, you don't see a running back go number two in the NFL draft. Now, you could say, well, that that changes. We don't see that anymore. Yeah, but we just saw Bijan draft in the top ten and Jameer Gibbs drafted at twelve. I think it was. So you know, well, you, you got to be careful what narratives you listen to. But when it comes to Saquon. I think they'll get the contract worked out. That slightly concerns me. But the reason why I really like him is because of Dayball. I mean, Brian Dayball really knew how to utilize him. It, it just, it, you could tell, it just revitalized Saquon Barkley last season. And they really didn't do all that much to make that offense better. They brought in Darren Waller, but other than that, they really, like, yeah, they drafted Jalen Hyatt, but, you know, I don't think he's going to make it an immediate impact. Uh, they draft, you know, they brought in Paris Campbell. I don't think he's going to make an immediate huge impact. So Barkley is still going to have great opportunity there, and he is the type of player that I could see getting a second contract. I think the Giants could give that to him, and I could see him being there long term. And he's just too dynamic of a player. And then my other running back I got in tier three is Christian McCaffrey. Again, Christian McCaffrey is a unicorn. There are not a lot of running backs that are like him. He's. I was worried a little bit with him going to San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan and the shenanigans, but he actually used him a lot. Now, he did sparingly use Elijah Mitchell, um, but, I mean, I think McCaffrey, he also, based on, you know, you listen to different interviews and stuff, he's kind of, like, rejuvenated as well being in San Francisco. So, you know, he's the type of running back that got the second contract, a ton of money. I think he's a different type of back because he's he's really a great pass. I mean, he's a good runner as well, but he's, he's an elite pass catcher. So I think, you know, we're going to start seeing some of these running backs, like even like I was talking about Eckler, that I think the longevity of his career is going to be a lot longer. He's not the shelf life of a running back isn't necessarily going to be the same for him. So as a result, I'm, I'm a big fan of McCaffrey. Even though he is old, he just – the volume that he's going to get in San Francisco and just the pure talent of what he's done, um, just the body of work he's done over these past few years, uh, it's hard to overlook. But, Joe, what are your thoughts on my tier two? Yeah, well, I'm a little surprised that uh, Christian McCaffrey didn't make your tier one, Steve. That's uh, my biggest takeaway. I mean, Barkley makes sense, ton of sense. You know, uh, Brian Dayball really just said, you know, his game plan was how can I get 26 the ball and get it to him plenty. And like you said, that offense, you know, they really didn't do much to change it. So I don't see anything changing as far as his workload. He's going to be heavily utilized in that offense. And, um, you know, with, with Dayball still there and, you know, they pay Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones needs a guy like Barkley to, to lean on, especially in that offense as well. But, you know, I say all these great, you know, things about Christian McCaffrey, but he's sitting here at number three. I get he's older, but I I still would probably have him in tier one. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just the dynasty impact. You know, I, I think it's 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 a little bit harder. I mean, I think we are in a little bit of uncharted territory when it comes to Christian McCaffrey. 
I want to say he's 27 years old. His counterpart of Dalvin Cook, who was drafted in the second round, Joe Mixon, who was drafted in the second round, Leonard Fournette, who was drafted just a few picks later, you're starting to see these guys have like really difficult time to land a job. So like typically like this is when thing the wheels start to fall off. So how much longer does he truly have? I think two years at a high clip is is probably safe. Anything beyond that, I'm not so sure. I mean, you know, you have these type of again, he's not the same type of running back. I'm just saying that you have these type of whatever you want to call them, like unicorn type players, like an Adrian Peterson who played really, really late in his career, you know, def- kind of defined odds, you know, compared to what running backs typically do. I think McCaffrey will do that, but just in a different light, uh, just based on the style of running back he is. That's the only reason why I have him at, in, the, in, you know, tier two, uh, because it, it's just hard to really say what his, how long, what's his longevity at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, that's, that's you know, honestly his biggest question. Um it's just how long can he keep this up for? And last year was like really the only year we've seen him play a full season as well. But how could he not be re- revitalized in, you know, San Francisco? Like you said, he was with Carolina and Baker Mayfield. Just they weren't passing him the ball for whatever reason. Like don't get your best player the ball. But 49ers definitely knew what to do with him and he took off. So going over to my last tier, tier one. At number two, I've got Jonathan Taylor. Now, I know Jonathan Taylor – was a big disappointment last year. He was, I would say, predominantly in snake drafts, the number one pick. Um, but, you know, that Colts team just <laughs> broke down. <laughs> you know, they just – then you had the whole Jeff Saturday thing that came in the mix. Um, it just, you know, things just did not go the way that the, the Colts envisioned. But it's really hard to deny the body of work of what Taylor did in his first two seasons of the NFL. Now, what will be interesting is Taylor is entering his fourth year in the NFL. So he's going to, and he was a second round pick. He wasn't a first round pick. So he'll be a free agent next year. So that doesn't make me feel that great because we'll see that, you know, you've got Shane Steichen coming in. You've also got Anthony Richardson coming in. Anthony Richardson is a dual threat quarterback. You know, Jonathan Taylor hasn't really dealt with that dynamic before. So I'll be really curious to see how they're used. I think for me, I had to put him in this tier because of his body of work, because of what he's been able to do in his first two seasons. I'm kind of writing off the last season uh, just because of his injury riddled season and all the, you know, craziness that happened with the Colts. I think he is the type of running back that could get a second contract there'd be more of a question of whether or not Shane Steichen sees him as a fit for what he wants to do with the Colts and if he doesn't then what happens with Jonathan Taylor so I could understand why some would be reserved about him I think most people have him in either a tier one or tier two situation he's still on the younger side Uh, but I think for this season they will rely on him. You know, maybe they'll do a lot of read options, you know, with, with him and Anthony Richardson. I'm not sure. But, I, you know, with Anthony Richardson and all his accuracy concerns, they're not going to be wanting to have Anthony Richardson throw a ton. So I think they're going to want to rely on Jonathan Taylor to take the pressure off of him. And then my number one running back, 
is Bijan Robinson. To some, this could be a surprise. To others, it seems like the given. I'm on the given side. This is the type of running back that is a Saquon Barkley-esque player. This is an elite running back, an all-purpose running back that has the athleticism to be a great runner but an even greater receiver, which is what today's game is about, being a dual-threat running back. And what I like about it was he's a first-round running back, so you're talking about the Falcons giving a five-year, most likely a five-year commitment to him. I know they drafted Tyler Algier before, but I don't really care about that. To me, this is Bijan Robinson's offense. There's no reason that they draft him in the top 10 if they're not planning on to use him. And we've talked about this before. Arthur Smith is a coach that likes to run the ball. He's a believer running the ball. That's what he did in Tennessee. It really matters the identity of that offense. And they are gonna that offense is gonna flow through Bijan Robinson. So to me, Bijan's value or his volume, I should say, is gonna be immense. And as so long as Arthur Smith is the coach, which is not a guarantee that he will be the coach next year, in my opinion, but I would think that whoever they bring in, they're gonna give the opportunity to Bijan. But so long as he is the coach, Bijan has a clear path of getting the most being in the top percentile for volume and having a commitment for a team for five years. That's unheard of. Uh, and he probably would be the type of player that would get a second contract. So to me, he's the number one running back and it's not even close. Um, you know, honestly, as I'm talking to you about it, I could make a consideration that he should really be the standalone guy in tier one. But Joe, what are your thoughts on my tier one players? You know, I don't know if I'd have Jonathan Taylor there. Um, probably probably have him in tier two. But, you know, at this point, I can't argue with you having Bijan number one. I think, like you said, he's, it's more of the given that he's the number one dynasty running back just because he couldn't have gone to a better spot. Nobody runs the ball more than the Falcons with Arthur Smith as the head coach. Like you mentioned, they're literally the only thing I think that would change that would be Arthur Smith getting fired and somebody coming in there. But he would still be the focal point of the Falcons offense regardless. Just a matter of will the team run as much as Arthur Smith likes to do because they outpaced more than any other team by quite the margin in the run game last year. So that does it from tiers one through three. And we, if you didn't check it out, I encourage you to check it out. We did videos for tiers four through six and then seven through nine going through my dynasty running back rankings if you enjoyed this video we are a new channel so we'd appreciate any support you could give us uh, so you could subscribe to our youtube channel like this video to let us know that you really enjoyed it you can also follow us on apple and spotify podcasts and and go ahead and put a comment below you know what were your thoughts on on some of my rankings i know i'll probably get some tomatoes uh, your way for some of you who watch you'll probably have some explosions i'm nuts but go ahead, I'll hear them, uh, and we'll see uh, who's right at the end of the day, because that's the fun of it. You know, you know, you may have a different opinion, but we'll find out in the field uh, what happens. But thank you so much for watching, and until next time.